May I speak to you in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning. This morning I'd like to begin by telling a story from my home state of Alabama. In the wee hours of the morning, Roy Thinkpen gets a call from his lookout at Mansi's Antique Club Tavern in Daphne, Alabama. Roy, grab your camera and get over here. We're about to have the best jubilee of all time. How do you know, asked Roy. Eels, Roy, eels. I swear I've never seen anything like it. The beach is crawling with them. Local seers and scientists agree, tonight's the night. The seers see it in their tea leaves, read it in their cars, feel it in their bones. The scientists say conditions are right. Incoming tide, northeast wind, tepid weather, plentiful eels, which do happen to be advanced scouts for everything else in Mobile Bay. Tonight's the night. Flounder, stingray, shrimp, mullet, and crab are going to creep, flop, wiggle, and crawl up in the shallows and on to the beach until the tide takes them back out or people gather them all up. The whole event is called the Alabama Jubilee. It happens along a 20-mile stretch of beach on the east side of Mobile Bay in the Gulf of Mexico and has been happening there for as long as the most ancient local can remember. It comes in the middle of the night, off and on from May to October, three times a week, once a month, once a summer, or perhaps not at all. You can watch for it for weeks, then turn your back for a moment and miss it. Pictures of the event record women in curlers and nightgowns knee-deep in the water and shrimp. Men who have obviously run from the local watering hole to the bay's edge, disheveled and tipsy, yet perfectly capable of pulling flounder one after another into large plastic tubs. Teenagers arriving in beat-up pickup trucks. No one's going hungry tonight. Everybody's hollering. Praise him. Heaven of heavens and you waters above the heavens, let them praise the name of the Lord. For he commanded and they were created. Praise the Lord from the earth, you sea monsters in all deeps. Praise him. This joyous overflowing of praise and thanksgiving is, of course, from the psalm this morning. I just thought I should clarify that, lest you think the community of saints jostling shoulder to shoulder in lower Alabama sing this song of praise as they pluck flounder from the water. And yet, as young and old, black and white, rich and poor, sober and less so, run towards the water's edge, prepared as best they can to receive the bay's bounty, the hubbub is in its own way, a song of praise and thanksgiving. Kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the world, young men and maidens, old and young, together praise him. Hallelujah. Here our psalmist brims over with elation and euphoria, and I can't help but to picture him with closed eyes and open arms, face turned heavenward as the jubilee's riches flop and froth at his feet. 
the water overflowing with God's creation. Jubilee. Praise the Lord. This morning, we will welcome Byron Warner into the household of God. We will bring him to a water filled with riches and sanctify him through those same waters as God's own forevermore. God will claim him. God, who has been and will remain in mad pursuit of Warner and of all of us since before time as we know it and until the end of time. God, who offers abundant riches for all who are willing to pay attention. In baptism, we make a commitment to let God have God's way with us. We commit to offering our very selves to God's service as members incorporate in the mystical body of God's Son. We make vows, renunciations of evil and promises of deep goodness, of right relationship with God and all of God's creation. This morning, Beth and Nick and Warner's godparents and all of you who are witnesses to this blessed event will make those vows on his behalf. Of course, not all churches practice infant baptism. The church I grew up in certainly did not, and yet infant baptism is a profound testament to God's absolute grace. In the words of Robert Capon, baptism says, it is done. It is done. It doesn't say after this, if you do something, then you'll be okay. Instead, it says you are okay now. Not because you did something or thought something or figured something out, but you're okay now because Jesus says so. Jesus says so. Perhaps in the case of Warner, you believe what I'm saying, that he's okay now. It would be hard not to. But what about each one of us who are a little world-wearier than dear Warner? Are we okay? I'd ask you to consider this. That Warner was loved before he was known to us. And when he became known to us, we loved him all the more. We look at him and we see perfection in the form of a jolly, 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 spicy peanut. <laughs> One whose future is unknown to us. And yet what we know, what we can promise, what I can promise is this. We will love him and adore him all the days of our lives. And if we feel this way about Warner, how must God feel about him? And when we feel this way about Warner in all the little ones in our lives, let us be reminded that God loves each of us, each of us, with the same and even more wild abandon. It's hard to imagine, but it's true. At the risk of putting myself out of a job, I'll say this. It's not religion or any of its extensions that makes you okay with God. It's God who makes you okay with God. God does it. The sacrament of baptism will not cause mourner to be okay in the eyes of God. It will not dispense the love of God where before it was not. It will not perfect him, insulate him, or save him from the trials and tribulations of a life well lived, even though I wish that it would but it will act as a roadmap home. You are okay, it whispers. You are beloved, it pronounces. Before you were born, I knew you, it says, and I will never leave you, it promises.
Here is the world, right, speaker. Here is the world. Beautiful and terrible things will happen. Do not be afraid. For see, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them as their God. They will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. Do not be afraid. God is a God with us and a God for us. In baptism, God marks us as his own forever, gives us a new family, gives us a name, beloved. Quite apart from what we do or don't do, we are loved in the deepest and truest sense that you could possibly imagine. This doesn't start at our baptism, but baptism names the reality of this unexpected, undeserved, unending grace, jubilee, jubilee. It's a shout eagerly awaited every summer by residents of the Gulf Coast. It's the sound of abundance, of full bellies, and a wild ride. And it's for anyone who would come and claim it. Jubilee. Southern Living Magazine reminds us <laughs> that the name Jubilee is derived from the Hebrew word for a trumpet made from a ram's horn, which was used to signal a kind of homecoming. So Warner... Welcome home. Welcome to the household of God. May you always be held by arms that love you completely and unconditionally. And may this day and each day of Warner's life serve as a reminder of God's abundant grace and unceasing devotion to each of us. Fellow beloveds, we're about to have the best jubilee of all time. So come on out. Come on out in your curlers, your waders, your pickup trucks, Come on out from the watering holes. Come on out from bed, from work, from begging, from dreaming. Come on out, all you servants of the Lord. The time is right. The Jubilee is here. Freedom and forgiveness at the ready for all who would claim it. Teeming at your feet. Life overflowing from all sides. Amen. Amen.